What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Unapologetically Black Male, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards, and system. Once again, my name is Dwayne Fate, my co-host, Brother EJ Stewart. We want to give a shout out to our sponsor, J Pope and Associates, uh, who continues to kind of support us in this endeavor. Listen, this podcast is meant to highlight African-American men and their success stories. And we have a special uh, guest on today, um, Brother Oki Enye. Um, and we want to make sure, you know, that we hear his story. Um, he has uh, some great information and I want to turn it over to him so we can get this interview started. You know, you already know us. We hear uh, we'll do the social media thing later at the end. But uh, let, uh, Brother Oki, uh, let, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your story of, you know, of success and where you are right now? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Dwayne. Um, my name is OK. And yeah, um, my background is in medicine, public health, health policy, politics, research, and teaching. I'm, I'm a former House and Senate staffer on Capitol Hill in D.C. and was most recently at the Department of Health and Human Services before coming uh, to my current role at the D.C. Department of Healthcare Finance, where I work on Medicaid policy, behavioral health policy, and telehealth policy. Um, I'm also pursuing a doctorate um, in public health with a focus in health policy at uh, at uh, at um, GW in DC, um, where I am um, critically analyzing the uh, Healthy People 2030 um, health initiative in the context of uh, the, the health and well-being of black men and boys over the life course. And so I, I um, at work, I operate at the nexus of policy and operations. And uh, in my doctoral studies, um, I navigate at the nexus of race, uh, gender, equity, policy, um, and advocacy on behalf of the health and well-being of Black men and boys. Um, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, I moved out here to D.C. in 2014 after I got my master's in public health from Chicago State University. Um, I'm the oldest of six children. I have two brothers and three sisters. And, um, and so I'm also a self-published author. I wrote my first book um, in 2018. It's uh, it 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 basically chronicles my life story from childhood. So going from childhood, high school, college, grad school, med school, um, and onto Capitol Hill, and then getting into my doctoral program. So it's a very transparent read um, as a as a conscious black man navigating these spaces um you know i'm usually going to be the one of a few and so for example um in college uh, i was a bio and biochemistry major in college and so i went to a a predominantly white institution and i was i believe the only black male in my class as far as my major was concerned um and then when i went uh to med school i was one of a few black males and now in my doctoral program um i am one of two black males in my cohort of 30 students and there are three black females so that's mm -hmm. kind of a the short version of kind of how i got to where i am today awesome awesome can we can we get, get go go back a little bit to like your childhood? How was that? How was it? You say you from the you from the south side of Chicago, right? <laughs> yes. I, I always I always heard you know some good things about the south side of Chicago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so 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 give us a little give us a little background about about that experience and kind of how that you know kind of propelled you to where you are. 
Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I grew up in very humble beginnings. My parents actually are, um, are from Nigeria um, mm. and they came over to the States um, and I was born. So thereafter. And so, you know, kind of starting from scratch, um, you know, and, and also navigating the challenges of being bicultural. Mm. Right. So, you know, m- my parents are from Nigeria and so there are unique norms and values that 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 comes with and then growing up on the south side of chicago with that whole culture and context um was very very difficult at times um Mm -hmm. but i was thankful and blessed that my parents um had the wherewithal to inculcate those core values into their children um and those core values have helped to to shape who i am today and 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 my passion for giving back and for paying it forward and so while it was you know yes very uh challenging at times you know trying to navigate you know different contexts and environments um i was blessed to have a supportive family and to be protected um from i think a lot of you know what one might hear about chicago which frankly Mm -hmm. is not accurate i think you know you you have Mm -hmm. to live there you know and 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 you know kind of if you live in in any big city you're going to have those some those types of challenges right so right but um i was able to uh glean um much from my upbringing and um that has helped me to get to this point where i'm able um to uh be very intentional about paying it forward and um lifting as i climb Mm. talk about your your experience so far you know in in um pursuing this phd and you know being a minority in a minority um Mm -hmm. in this program how has that been for you so far yeah it's been uh very very challenging um i'm at a pwi so um i am uh one of the conscious black students in the cohort um, who is unapologetically black mm-hmm. and and who uh, is very clear about what my goals are. Um, the population of men that I want to help, you know, black men, obviously. And so that rubs uh, some people the wrong way. Um, I, I've had my field of scholarship questioned, my competence mm-hmm. questioned, my character questioned. Um, in almost every semester in the program. So um, now my prior experience in college and in med school and in the workforce has helped me to uh, get that thick skin and to learn how to navigate um, some very hostile, toxic environments, maintaining my sense of integrity, you know, and maintaining who and who, who and whose I am as a man of faith and 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 as a uh black man so um you know i'm thankful because i've also been very intentional about creating a very strong support system Mm -hmm. um along the way and so for example um with my church family um you know they've been helpful and supportive um with my with my biological family, obviously they have been very supportive and I'm thankful for that because some families, you know, that's not there. Um, 
I'm also thankful for my fraternity brothers. Um, I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And so I joined my fraternity in college and to surround myself with like-minded brothers who uh, can serve as mentors and advisors was very critical you know, in my development. And even now I'm active and, and that has helped me as well. Um, and, and, you know, other, uh, I, I also see a therapist, a black male psychologist mm. regularly, um, you know, and again, I'm very intentional about surrounding myself with positive energy, with positive people, with, um, and engaging in a variety of communities that can help me to stay focused and grounded and in pursuit of purpose. Mm. That's that. That's crazy. You know that that is. Um, you know, doing the show, we've, you know, we've we've talked to brothers about the different challenges that they've gone through and the things that they face, and it's just, you know, these are the things, the conversations that we try to have to spread the knowledge and spread the word of these things. You know, in twenty twenty two, you're you're facing these things in a PhD program as a black male. You know, mm -hmm. that it's just you know these standards and these stigmas and all of these things that are still here in place. That we're going through we're experiencing daily even mm -hmm. at that level it's, it's still it's always crazy to me it doesn't mm -hmm. surprise me but it's always crazy yeah yeah so, so i know i know you say you um you've kind of faced this like it seems like you faced this throughout your journey as as far as like having to uh i, I want to say that pressure like because as being a top african-american student in any predominantly white institution there comes that that pressure of like you gotta, it's like you gotta do double the work. Mm -hmm. um, you gotta, you know, be extra, you know, what you know, with your character development and things like that. Like so, like what has helped you manage that pressure and that, you know, the pressure. And I'm pretty sure it might not say pressure to you because it's like, all right, I've been doing this for a while, so I know how to navigate it. But like, what has helped you kind of deal with that? I, I know you talk about the support system, but like personally, like you know, let us know, like. If, if he was giving tips on like how to navigate this system, right. like what, what we got, what we need to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a great question. So, um, you know, I, as I write about in my book, um, I've, I've been very transparent about the traumas and the depression and the anxiety and the emotional issues that I've had to overcome to get to this point where I can, you know, maintain stability and mm -hmm. sanity, quite frankly. Um, I battled imposter syndrome you know, whether that's um, uh, in school or at work, where, you know, you just, you just kind of feel, you just kind of question and doubt whether you are qualified to be there, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I think as a matter of faith though, um, and, and because um, I have been very intentional about connecting with key people along the whole journey that have helped me in some form of fashion to stay grounded and to stay focused. Um, at, you know, and this can tend to sound cliche, mm -hmm. but it is true. Like the extent to which you're able to um, identify key people in your life that can help you and where you're able to feel safe and bring the walls down, especially as black men and, and, and talk about our emotions and our issues, our racial trauma, our, you know, uh, kids issues, if you have children, mm -hmm. uh, spouse, you know, marriage, those family stuff, 
So, you know, it's it's all of that. And I've, you know, um, I've been blessed to have the support um, at times that has waned, mm-hmm. but um, to whom much is given, much, much is required. And when you um, are purpose driven and you are willing uh, to humble yourself and seek help, which is very, very difficult for prideful black men who, you know, we, you know, we have this, you know, this pose, right. You know, we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need to have this, you know, this shell, this armor on. Right. And so part of it for me has been learning how to take the armor off, learning how to take the mask off. And that comes with being willing and open. And I think also being, being emotionally intelligent enough um, to um, really um, allow yourself to uh, grow in a different way. So I think part of it is taking on a growth mindset as well Mm -hmm. um, and really being open to the ways in which life will go. And I think cultivating the, the right perspective and mindset that can help you transition from one thing to the next, you know. So that is part and parcel of the journey. And um, you know, even now in my doctoral program, a lot of bumps in the road, obstacles, barriers, challenges, but I always fall back on the fact that with all of my prior experiences, each of those, if you look at it in a certain way, each of them have helped to prepare me for what's next. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think about it in terms of wisdom and being willing to glean the life lessons from what you have lived um, and really making every effort to bloom wherever you are planted and knowing that, okay, this challenge helped me to overcome this. At the same time, I know that this is also preparing me for what's next. Right. And so it's, it's really, you know, um, at each stage it's, um, being willing to go with the flow and stay grounded as a man of faith and also, and also stay connected culturally. So. What was your experience like working on Capitol Hill, you know, as a black male in in that field and just how, how was that? Absolutely. Um, As a scholar activist, um, as someone who loves policy and politics, um, there is a dearth of uh, conscious black staffers on Capitol Hill. Um, out of the hundreds that are of staffers that are there writ large, um, there is a small percentage, and and I don't have the exact percentages off in the army at the moment. But usually on the House side, there are more staffers of color than on the Senate side, um, and 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 more, and there are more black women than black men on Capitol Hill who serve mm-hmm. as staffers. And so again, when when we're uh, trying to move legislation and draft legislation and draft policy, and we are in these meetings with dozens of staffers who don't look like you, and we are literally drafting legislation and, and policy that are impacting millions of people, like that challenge in and of itself, again, again, me as a conscious black man at the with a seat at the table um i've had to learn how to advocate for my people and come mm-hmm. with the facts come with the quantitative 
evidence and come with the qualitative evidence and know how to pitch um, and push back or question certain things that are written in policy. And so, yeah, you know, at times it can be isolating. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I have been intentional about finding those pockets of grounded black and brown staffers that that where, where we can have that sense, sense of community um, to make sure that when decisions are being made at the table, that um, we get to the table and we don't forget who we are and why we're there, right? And so, um, I've again, been blessed to have a strong contingent of fraternity brothers who are also staffers on Capitol Hill. There are several of, of, um, of, of, of my fraternity brothers who are congressmen. And so mm -hmm. that helps in terms of having that connection. Um, but it's it, it is challenging i mean and so and so part of what i've been trying to do is to serve as a mentor to to staffers who want to come onto the hill and to create mm -hmm. and strengthen a pipeline of black and brown staffers to get to the hill um and to rise to those key positions like um chief of staff or legislative director you know or um or staff directors. So there are some key positions um, that who work closely with the member of Congress um, where we are trying to draft policy. So, um, so yes, that 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 there the Hill uh, has a diversity issue, um, mm -hmm. and it is not proportionate as far as the staffers are concerned um, in terms of color as it relates to the whole country. Wow. Absolutely. You, uh, you, you, you've mentioned several times, like your support system, your structure, and this kind of like the mentorship um, mm -hmm. piece. Uh, can you get, can you highlight some, like, just give us, you know, maybe like your top three. I mean, if you can, like <laughs> of those, I know that sometimes that's kind of hard to pinpoint, yeah. like the top three people who's influenced, like, or the top three people that was kind of mentor you to help you get to, you know, the different levels that you've got to, I mean, you can start with, you know, different stages of your life. So, you know, just give us three people who have made that made that impact and mentored you and kind of guided you along the way. Yeah. Um, I'll start with. So, of course, you know, I can say, you know, my my parents, you know, my dad, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'll, I'll start there outside of the home. Um, when I again, kind of going back to the brothers that I that I met in my fraternity like they they've been critical i will name one one brother who when i was trying to get into med school this is brother dr aaron horn who is a cardiothoracic surgeon in texas now mm. has a md mba mm. and is a cardiothoracic surgeon i was struggling trying to get it get trying to get into med school i had taken the mcat four times. I had applied to med school four times before finally getting into med school. Mm. Then I ended up leaving med school, um, you know, and but the conversation that I had with Aaron at a critical juncture, um, he it was as though he knew what I was going through mm -hmm. and he was able to articulate my emotions and and what and, and the challenges of trying to get into med school. Um, when I met him, he was, I think, a second or third year med student, and I was a and I was a pre-med student. And so 
I went to this uh, summer camp type thing at the University of Chicago, uh, 1999. I'm, I'm dating myself, but and he was one of the mentors in the program. Mm. And uh, I happened to have my alpha jacket on, um, you know, uh, during like the first day of the program. And uh, and he pulled me to the side, said, oh, oh what's up, bro? You know, I was like, oh, OK. Um, and from there, we just had that bond, like like that bond was just that allowed me to open up mm-hmm. and to express kind of um, where I was on the journey. And, you know, he's he's just been a phenomenal mentor. My second one mentor, I'll say, is Dr. Matthew Stevenson, the third. Uh, he is the senior pastor of our nation worship assembly um, uh, that that is based in Chicago, but he's just moved to New York recently. Um, he is one of my key spiritual mentors. He's been a, a, a spiritual mentor since 2010 for me. I mean, literally this man's ministry. Um, I wouldn't be where I am sitting right now today, literally without his prophetic voice and his spiritual support um and 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 i talk about that in my book as well um more recently i mean you know there's so many but you know i'll say that there are other brothers who have either written letters of recommendation for me to get into my doctoral program or have helped to pay my rent when i was broke and was about to get evicted um i've had brothers you know people doctors you know just to be that lending ear. I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, again, like I document that in my book, like at critical times, people came into my life that literally kept me going. And I was depressed, despondent, traumatized, anxiety, everything, you know, and but at, at certain points, people would come in and literally bring me back to life. So yeah, and that, that's beautiful, man. It's, you know, we, you know, we're all being, um, you know, brothers alpha. Um, it's, it's always good to hear the brotherhood doing what it's supposed to do, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, you know, I, 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 you know, can say the same things and it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And, and it, you're right. You know, being able to let our guard down and, you know, just know that the brothers got us and, and, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. How was it culturally, coming up you know with nigerian parents on the south side i wanted to touch that too because <laughs> I, I know it was you know it's you know there's some differences yes. and, we're, and we're gonna be honest it's gonna there's some differences and it's gonna be you know different yes <laughs> so uh-huh. you know yeah, yeah let us know how that was <laughs> so um there again the other the other nuance to this is that i was the firstborn son and so that that comes with a lot more pressure uh-huh. and a lot more expectations from them and so you know it was it was it was difficult at times to kind of reconcile the cultural norms and nuances of um being an Igbo man and kind of what that means. And, you know, we are very, we are very industrious. We are very, you know, we, we are very driven. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not to say that other, obviously other cultures, you know, aren't the same, but 
um, from just what that nuance of um, being African um, and and that and and uh, uh, ha, um, the pressure of pursuing your terminal degree, for example, you know, you have this kind of this kind of stereotype where if you're African, you know, like like if you're not like a doctor or a lawyer or or an or an or an engineer, you're 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 not you're less than, mm -hmm. and that's that 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 stigma. I think, but you know, it's unfortunate. It's not unique to our culture, but um, I, that that kind of played into my need to perform, which mm -hmm. wasn't help, helpful either, because I you know again, kind of growing up in in that space and environment where the expectation right was that you get all a's no b's you know don't don't come home with with a, a b you know that's not acceptable and so it's that pressure and that you know i fortunately you know my parents they kind of loosened up a bit and um and uh, i was able to find my way and and become settled in what I felt I would I was going to contribute to the world stage. Um, and then, you know, kind of being couched um, in a black environment, right, mm -hmm. on, on the South South Chicago and that difference there, um, that, that, you know, there's this kind of African versus black thing that that's out there. And mm -hmm. um, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm you know, I've lived through that, um, but I'm also in a position where I can toggle between both, you know, mm -hmm. being Igbo, but also having grown up here, I can toggle between those those two cultures. And um, so, you know, I I'm I am I am one to make every effort to uh, take the best from both worlds. Mm -hmm. and uh, really uh, leverage those experiences um, to, again, pursue purpose, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely appreciate that, because, you know, because we understand that, you know, especially being a fir the first one, I mean, I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a whole other different conversation right there, because it's, you know, that pressure. So you're dealing with the pressure at home, and then mm -hmm. you go out in society and you got to deal with that pressure of being a high performing, conscious black man. Correct. Um, and in and, and those environments, you know, you can say you were built for this um, mm -hmm. because because of your upbringing. And, you you, you know, it kind of prepared you for uh, the, you know, to 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 reach the level of success that you have so far and right. moving forward. So, you know, mm -hmm. I. I, and I, I I could appreciate you saying you could benefit from both of them and you utilize those experiences to kind of help. Like, all right, I'm you know I'm, I'm both. I'm, I'm able to mm -hmm. kind of relate to both at the same mm -hmm. time, and it makes you uh, more relatable, more marketable, right. and helps you kind of you know further the mission as far as making that impact that you seek to make. Um, you know, with through the legislation, through advocate advocating and mentoring and different things like that. So definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely a plus for that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, just can appreciate the layers, you know what I mean? Just so many different things that you touched on, just the layers of us as men, just not being mm -hmm. this thing that the world sees, but having so many different layers is, you know, right. it's, it's definitely refreshing. Um, 
can you tell us more about you know your book title where we could find it mm -hmm. all of that good stuff sure so um my book is entitled um, um indisputable the story of a favored son um it's on amazon and kindle and uh, i was on a book tour actually right before COVID hit um mm. i i launched it on my birthday in november of 2018 um and i was on this phenomenal book tour um and and so i was able to um you know leverage that season to get it out and that's that's the first uh, i'm sure of at least a few more books that i have in me you know mm -hmm. and in the book because i got this question a lot and i i share how i wrote my book in 90 days um and you know the, the, there's a chapter in there that describes you know that process mm -hmm. the resources um and so i you know during that time that i was writing it um i was given you know as a man of faith i was i i was given time and space to write it but I, but i was also very driven to get it done over a certain period of time and so um yeah that's you know I, i'm a self-published author my website is and your strategies that's e-n-y-i-a strategies.com that's where you can find my book as well uh folks uh can go to my website if they want a signed copy um feel free uh to select that option and, I, and i'm happy to mail one out you know to you know people and so um you know at, at some point out i'm sure i'll write another book um, but right now I'm focused on graduating you know with my doctorates and and I, I i'm also recently married um you know my wife yeah thank you um we Congrats. got married yeah we got married uh um october 23rd of last year 2021 and so you know now i'm in a whole different you know, kind of stage of life in terms of growing a, a family <laughs> and nurturing right you know mm -hmm. marriage and you know also other things that come with marriage um home and you know uh, estate planning and you know all of those things right so yeah that, that's that's interesting that you talk about like it and this is something we don't talk about in the african-american community like estate planning mm -hmm. i'm glad i'm like like that's i think that's it's it's so needed and it's yes. like you you hear so many stories or you see so many posts about and not to you know not to shame anybody but mm -hmm. like you see so many posts about hey my we didn't have life insurance we didn't have mm -hmm. this we didn't have this in place we don't know who the power attorney is right and like it's like those things i just wish that we are we get more on top of because i Absolutely. feel like we are so far behind when it comes to that and understanding how that helps us build the generational wealth that yeah. we want to see in our families um, and, I, and 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 it's kind of being like the one percent you know I know for me, like all oh, this pandemic has kind of really, you know, for many, for like for many of us, it enlightened me on some of the things that not were were not that were lacking, but some things I need to improve upon. Mm -hmm. And that first thing was myself. Yes. Um, and just kind of like I think you talk about that emotional intelligence piece. Mm -hmm. I think that's key because if we can learn how to manage our emotions and be vulnerable enough, yeah. vulnerable enough to share and to feel what we feel mm -hmm. and still be who we are right um uh if we can get to a point where we can get other men to see that and the importance of it 
mm-hmm. and how that how that plays a role on your relationship with your your significant other, right. but also on your children Absolutely. and the people that you have in, that you come in contact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think we we can we'll go much further faster if yeah. we can if we can learn and manage those emotions and 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 demonstrate it to others. So definitely definitely a plus, and I appreciate you and applaud you um, in this season of marriage uh, that you're in. <laughs> uh, you, it, you, I mean, it, it's gonna be a journey. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and I'm sure you already seeing that that it's gonna be a journey. Speaking for someone who's been married for 14 years at man, uh, it, 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 it's a journey. You just getting into it. So bless right. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did it for eight and tapped out. <laughs> yeah, tapped out, brothers. I tapped out. But, you know, that's dope um, because, you know, I, I've been on a hiatus from getting my Ph.D. as well, mm-hmm. you know, um, managing the three kids, the, the mm-hmm. marriage and all that kind of stuff. But my mm-hmm. study focus, I wanted to capture the experiences of brothers that were married during grad school. Oh, wow. So, man. you know, and just whatever comes from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to be knocking on your door, uh, both of y'all <laughs> rather. But, um, yeah, that it's. It's, it's something else, man. It's just, it's another thing that, you know, as black men, boy, we, 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 we carrying it on, you know? Yeah. So, we, we carry the weight, but you know, we, we, we're built to handle it, but absolutely. sometimes we, we can uh, let it go. Sometimes we can mm-hmm. say, all right, yeah. I know I can handle it, but I'm, this is how I'm feeling right now. And, right. <laughs> and I just need you to listen. Right. Um, you know, and I, you know, I applaud you for, you know, definitely, I know you say you, you go to a therapist, um, mm-hmm. You know, you you kind of put the like you have a you have a great support system and supporting structure mm-hmm. around you for you to be successful. Because if you're in a high, you know, being in a position that you are, you need those resources absolutely. Uh, um, because you're getting attacked probably on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You got to prove yourself on a daily basis, yeah. and you gotta. It's not only you gotta prove yourself, but it's like you gotta be excellent times ten, right? Um, because if you mess up one time. That's right. all they they oh he was he was not supposed to be here in the first place. Right. And, right. and it just kind of goes back to that. So I, I applaud you for your willingness and your determination to kind of see it through yeah. and just to kind of you know to understand that this is your calling and your passion. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you're built for. So, you know, I definitely applaud you for that. Absolutely. I think, you know, um one one critical nuance to this is, you know, um get into a place where you feel as though or, or you know and are confident in one just being and mm-hmm. two being enough mm. um i think as black men you know we do struggle so part of it is is the is the double consciousness right of being black men mm-hmm. where we know who, who and who we are but but we struggle with how we are perceived by society and how we're treated. And I think, um, so I have eight, well, nine core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and one of them is competence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that with my core values, so, and I'll name a few more of them, um, uh, self-advocacy, trust, excellence, um, integrity, uh accountability maintaining agency competence 
um, and excellence. So I think there might be one or two more. But I've noticed that when we talk about um, 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 emotional intelligence, being aware of how kind of what your triggers are, that's critical. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've noticed that if if any of those core values are triggered, it's it, it it is it is the opposite of what that core value is. So for example, um if 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 I feel like my like my competence is questioned, um uh that 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 conveys the message or tries to say that um here all right i i frame it this way mm-hmm. people who if i'm like you know doing like a work project um because i like to perform in an, in an excellent way um and try to do good work if someone uh attempts to question my work product um that is triggering because that's one of my core values mm-hmm. if if someone tries to tries to communicate or say that i'm not being transparent <laughs> that that is triggering for me mm-hmm. because those core values are part and parcel of who I am and 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 how I've been shaped to show up. Mm-hmm. And so I think knowing those things about yourself help you to navigate different spaces and circles and contexts. And along the way, you're you're also able to find the language to articulate your emotions, um, how you're feeling, what was said, and then having the wherewithal uh to self-regulate your mm-hmm. emotions mm-hmm. um and come on back if you need to in a way that demonstrates psychological fortitude and flexibility mm-hmm. um so i'm 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 sharing all that uh that is gleaned from my therapy sessions from the past <laughs> four years gotcha gotcha <laughs> My journaling that I do every day, right? And 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 just you know, so. But there's a there's a there's a quote or 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 a phrase that says that um. Uh, it, I I think it speaks to adversity. So if you know who who and who you are, um, it's more difficult for people to to um, find something that sticks to you or. Um, a, a man is born, uh, a, a brother is born of adversity. And so um, the extent to which you are able to um, become solid in your core values helps you mm-hmm. maintain stability when you are being jostled about and being questioned and, you know, things are being said about you. Because look, you know, I done been there, done like all of that, like being slandered, thrown under the bus, you know, mocked ridiculed, hated on, like, so I'll even pivot into the spiritual space 
for a quick second and say that my the two main biblical characters that are my mentors and mm-hmm. and and parallel my life story are Joseph the dreamer and Daniel the prophet in mm-hmm. terms of who they were um what they had to go through to get to where they got their spiritual giftings mm-hmm. their functioning in their unique roles right in government and you know in culture at that time I'm like that's that's my mantle that's my grace that's my notion that's that's my mandate mm-hmm. and so I draw from that which helps me spiritually which also maps to my emotional life and mm-hmm. my relational life and my leadership skills right so it's, it's all connected and so you kind of get to a place where you're able to kind of you know integrate all of these ecosystems mm-hmm. and you're able to um fortify uh how you show up um and you're able to navigate different spaces as a conscious black man because like you are so solid in what in what you bring and your value add mm-hmm. that and you know and you have the language to to articulate your value like those are all skills that i have acquired over the course of my career and so you know again kind of drawing from my prior experiences i've been very intentional about pulling all of that experience into how i choose to to show up yeah and and even in that you know in that space of of having validity in the sense that you're not wrong for feeling that way mm-hmm. you know what i mean because as as black men you know just from the physical standpoint you know having that challenge and and someone questioning your competency and and all of those things it's just like how we even respond you know we look like the threatening angry mm-hmm. black guy and you know mm-hmm. just it, it's just as a male oh you're a guy it, it's just so much layered in that you yeah. know so it, it's definitely valid to to be triggered by those things mm-hmm. because you know, it, it's just not right, but it, it's it's definitely dope to, you know, reflect on it and and understand like, yep, that's something. Somebody comes for me, it's mm-hmm. it's a problem, but you know, also, <laughs> you know, having that validity to say, okay, I can handle this, you know, right? But yeah, I, I mean, hundred percent right. You know, I, I actually had that experience literally this morning at work. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, okay, so, so that's the warfare. That's the signal that I should be on this podcast right now. <laughs> this right here. Uh-huh. Like, okay, so yeah, and I and I like I I I uh, pushed back. I said, wait a minute. Uh-uh, look, look, uh, like I am not that guy. Like my motive and intent is not for context. Let me back up. This this person thought that. So uh, um, he, my he attempted to kind of color or paint me into this kind of. Um, uh, he, I feel like he questioned my integrity, mm-hmm. and my character because he thought that the way in which I was, I, I had kind of gone about doing something to move things around um, in this department was. Um, was not above board uh mm-hmm. and uh and you know i won't go into more into you know, kind of too much detail but 
the point is that um, I've learned how, so I was able to maintain agency in real time and to, and to either push back or question or stand my ground to say, no, like you will not talk to me this way. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we're both men here. Are you, you're not gonna, you know, I'm, you know, that's, that is unacceptable. And, you know, a few years ago, I don't know if I would have, if I would have been able to like actually do that in real time mm. to like actually stand up, you know, for myself and say, you know, you're not going to come at me and, you know, with this tone that seems to be accusing me of something that I, I didn't know wasn't the best thing to do. Right. Like, don't like, you know, let's, let's, this thing could be handled differently. And so, and so we're going to have a conversation this week, you know, with, with, you know, just to kind of debrief because, uh, so yeah, I, you know, that's a whole different, but just to give you like, <laughs> you know, an example of how I've been able to build my emotional capacity, mm -hmm. um, to manage conflict and to manage different things that might pop up. Um, it's, it's been a journey, but, um, I think life has a way of showing you at certain points, how much you've grown ideally. And I think that, that, that this instance this morning was, was an example of how I've been able to pivot and stand up for myself and say, you know, uh, -uh we, you know, this is not, you know, this, this, didn't, this is not going well. Let's, let's recalibrate here. Right. So, Awesome. Awesome, man. We, well, I want to, man, thank you again for just kind of taking the time. I know you're in the process of finishing up the PhD. Um, and I know you, you know, you have you into it and you newly married. So, you know, that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have a side conversation. I'll make sure you're good, man. Cause I know, <laughs> but no, nah, for real, I, I really appreciate you for coming on and just kind of sharing your story and sharing, sure. you know, the things that you experienced, especially being in a high level position that you have been. And that mm -hmm. you are and that you are going to continue to be mm -hmm. um you know i definitely applaud you for that and applaud your efforts um you know for for those who may have just kind of tuned in late can you give them like a little bit more information about your website and your book again so they can sure kind of, and how they can get in contact with you absolutely so um my book is called um, um indisputable the story of a favorite son you can find it on amazon and kindle my website is inyourstrategies.com um you can find me um on linkedin uh, as my name okay Enya. you can find me on facebook as my name you can find me on ig as Enya strategies um you can find me on twitter as Enya strategies uh, and so there are a variety of ways in which you can get in contact with me um, I'm happy to, to serve as a resource if I can be helpful um, in in your journey. You know, I'm happy to do so. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's been a blessing to um, serve in this capacity uh, as a servant leader um, and, and, and as an advocate. And, um, you know, again, this is just part of part of the journey and, and, and the mandate that I've been given um, to make or leave a place better than, than how I found it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again. Um, you know, we want to thank all of you who joined us for this week's episode of Unapologetically Black Male, where we talk about surviving the stigma, standards, and system. Make sure you follow us on all social media outlets. Um, make sure you 
Hit the like, comment, subscribe, and make sure you share this information. We want to make sure that we're getting these stories out and make sure that we continue to celebrate the positivity in African-American men's life. So once again, thank you for joining us, and I pray that you have a great and wonderful day.